Hi, I'm Caroline Heitman. I'm Anon Matrillo. And I'm Anna Moran. And you're listening to Quirk's Commute. Quirk's Commute is all about bringing you easy information regarding your community and providing you with outlets for civic engagement in Albuquerque and New Mexico while you're commuting. This is our second segment on midterms. So last time we talked about Congress, we talked about the Senate, we talked about federal positions, and today we're going to be talking about some of the executive positions like Secretary of State, Land Commissioner, State Auditor, and State Treasurer. Anna Moran is going to talk about Secretary of State. So Secretary of State, if we're looking on the website, um, the Office of Secretary of State is an elected state office, and they're second in line to the governor and the lieutenant governor. So if either of those two have to step down, now the Secretary of State will step in as governor and perform the roles. I had no idea that the Secretary of State could act as governor, but mainly what they do is they oversee and regulate lobbyist activities and campaign finance reporting. Uh, They also keep people accountable, um, other public offices and all of their finances, which is super cool. You hear a lot about uh, how we take wanting to take money out of politics, but how do we actually do that? The Secretary of State is tasked um, with with things like holding lobbyists uh, accountable um, and um, monitoring their role. And it sounds like a really important position to me. Uh, the Secretary of State also does something really important uh, that we all are taking part in during the elections, and that's registering to vote. The Secretary of State um, is currently held by Maggie Tulise Oliver. So if you're passionate about the way our state regulates lobbyists or reports public officials' finances and PACs, this would be a race you'd want to closely watch and get involved in, because Maggie Tulise Oliver is up for re-election. Even if this isn't your forte, um, or you don't know much about the Secretary of State, it's still great to be an educated voter and know who and what you're taking a stance on when you enter the the poll booths this July and November. Uh, So I thought this race was super interesting when I first learned about it, mainly because I had no idea what the Secretary of State did other than register me to vote a couple months ago. But the whole idea of regulating lobbyists and money and PACs is super interesting because they you hear a lot about like, oh, this lobbyist is destroying our government and lobbyists do serve a purpose, but it's nice to hear that you have somebody regulating them and whose job is entirely based off of regulation. I'll be honest, when I first heard that we had a Secretary of State position, I thought that individual was in charge of uh, relationships with other countries, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because I tend to watch more federal news rather than state. So this is really cool to hear what the Secretary of State for New Mexico actually does for our community. And they can do a lot, and Maggie has done a lot to expand access to the polls. Uh, So oftentimes the um, polls that we have around the state and the locations um, that we can go in during uh, early voting period or election day, um, those are uh, allocated by the Secretary of State. So it's really good to pay attention to who we're electing because they can really change um, how people and where people can go and vote. Yeah, so just a reminder, currently in this race are the incumbent Maggie Toulouse Oliver and running against her are Libertarian Sandra D. Jeff and Republican Johanna Cox. So that's names you're going to see when you head into the polling booth. Um, 
I guess now we're gonna talk about the Land Commissioner, which I am really excited about. You're gonna hear me geek out about a little bit because I think this is such a cool race and it's such an unknown race. And so, Land Commissioner actually generates New Mexico's natural resources generate a third of our state's revenue, which is huge. We have nine million acres of public land. Like, I can't even conceptualize nine million acres. That is a ton of land. And that means that we have a lot of funding going towards APS, a lot. We have a permanent land grant fund, and that funding goes into APS. So the land commissioner gets a direct action in regards to fracking. There's a big dispute on whether we should have Albuquerque fracking, or fracking in the Albuquerque Basin right now. That's something the land commissioner gets a direct voice in. Wildlife studying funds, whether it's foxes or black bears or different kinds of wildlife we have in here. And they also get to decide about renewable energy, which is something that is also a big dispute in Albuquerque and New Mexico. We have lots of natural resources at our hands. We have wind, we have solar, but we are 48th in natural energy, and so or in renewable energy. And so that would be another decision the land commissioner gets to make. Um, the debate is generated around this rate race whether we should have renewable energy or not, the fact that the land commissioner plays such a large role in New Mexico's public schools. The permanent land grant fund, one of New Mexico's three permanent trust funds, pays all of its funds into the common schools funds, which then distributes revenue amongst public school systems across New Mexico. So if you care about our land or our school, which I hope you do, it's time to check out this race and its candidates. The current land commissioner is Aubrey Dunn. You might have heard his name in our last podcast, and that's because Dunn is serving for the Senate, running for the Senate seat as a Libertarian. He recently changed the party he's affiliated with. He's the land commissioner as a Republican. And then running for this race are Democrats Stephanie Garcia Richards, George K. Munoz, and Garrett Veneclausen. Republican Patrick H. Lyons and Libertarian Michael G. Lucero are the other two, can- other two parties' candidates. First stop. Later, Anna. Have a good day at work. Thanks, guys. Good luck, and go vote on uh, June 5th. (laughs) See you later. Bye, Anna. See you guys. Caroline, you have your seatbelt on? No. No. Welcome to New Mexico. (laughs) Yeah, man. Click it or tick it. Now for State Auditor. The State Auditor in New Mexico conducts financial and special audits. The Office of the State Auditor oversees the financial reporting of over 1,000 government entities as well as special audits, which can investigate a variety of state and local governments. They also have a special hotline which allows the public to report allegations of financial fraud, waste, or abuse. They also have an accountability office that reports to the public the use of public funds, fulfilling a government mandate of transparency. For my econ nerds, the state auditor in almost every single state in the United States today plays some sort of major role in the accounting, but also in just the, not the financial accounting alone, but also in the accounting of supplies and materials for each state. But also, we should all care about how the government is spending our money and transparency. I think it's super interesting that there's actually an entire special hotline devoted to the state auditor's office and the public reporting suspected fraudulent activity. I think that's a really cool way to keep our government in check, is having a hotline where the public can act as watchdogs for this branch of our government. So I think that's pretty cool. So essentially, the state auditor is a comptroller, and it's a management-level position 
essentially overseeing the accounting and financial reporting of an organization. In this case, it would be the state of New Mexico, the actual government, government itself. So currently, the position is held by Republican Wayne Johnson, a former Bernalillo County Commissioner. Uh, prior to that, it was held by Tim Keller. You might recognize the name. He is a current mayor of Albuquerque. And at the moment, we have several Democrats and incumbents running for uh, state auditor. First off, we have Brian Colon, a Democrat. Uh, he's also had a political history. Uh, we've also have Bill McCamley and incumbent Wayne Johnson. The reason why state auditor is so important is because in a lot of ways, the state auditor is a first line of defense between the public taxpayer money and potential instances of fraud, waste, and abuse. So oftentimes it may not be the sexiest government position because most people don't really know what the state auditor does and accounting, well, let's be honest, uh, a lot of accounts are boring. Well, the state auditor holds this incredibly critical position just so that they can mitigate fraud, waste, and abuse. Does anybody know what happens if you are like caught by the state auditor for suspected fraudulent activity? To be honest. Like, what are the punishments? That'd be a great next segment for a podcast. <laughs> we will get back to you guys with this one because now I'm curious. Anyways, we're going to move on to state treasure. We're still talking money money talks. <laughs> so the state treasurer provides banking assistance and services to state agencies, manages and invests the state's operating cash, invests state bonds until they are used for project costs, and then validates the state banking. Basically, they work like any treasurer would, from the treasurer to your school club. It's just a larger scale. They oversee all investments, all cash, all of the funds, and they keep track of where this money is and make sure that none of it is fraudulent. So again, this is an office with the entire goal behind it of transparency and making sure that the public understands what their money is being used for and where it's going, which is really cool that we have this built into our government to make sure that government is accessible and transparent to the public. Um, they don't manage the state's retirement funds, however, or the state's permanent funds. And one interesting thing I've learned about the state treasurer is that apparently not a lot of people care about it because when I was doing my research on it, I went to the website and it has one of those things at the bottom where it tells you how many people have viewed it. And I was the only person to look at that website that day. So let's get those website numbers going a little bit. Look, find out what your state treasurer does. It's really pretty cool and people just don't care about it as much. I like that, I like that. Maybe next time our next Facebook post should be just the state treasurer's website. <laughs> we're not promoting, we're just trying to increase Educate, civic engagement. Inform the electorate. Currently, the state treasurer is Democrat Tim Eichenberg and running for this position are incumbent Tim Eichenberg and Republican Arthur L. Castillo. So again, as you can see, midterm elections, we've talked about the Senate, we've talked about CD1, 2, and 3. Welcome to New Mexico. Oh my god, so much welcome to <laughs> Welcome to New Mexico all over the place. Anyways, we've talked about our federal positions, and we've talked about some of our executive branches. And what's really cool about midterms, and something I don't think I realized until I started looking into this, is that it encompasses such a wide variety of our government entities. It's not just, hey, look at these big, shiny... CD1, CD2, but it's these smaller, less appealing positions, maybe for some people, of state treasurer. And honestly, when I go into the polls, I want to be able to know exactly what I'm looking for in each candidate, in each position. And so, yeah, there's a lot to learn about midterms. It's pretty cool. 
So hopefully you've learned at least one new fact here today. And although this podcast may be the first podcast that you're hearing from Pork so far, we want you to share this with your friends and family, but also share the facts and information you're learning. We really want to do. We really do want to cultivate a, a culture of questioning the things that happen around you and looking a little bit more in depth into the infrastructure of politics around New Mexico and in Albuquerque. We want to have a conversation with you, just like we're having a conversation right now. So if you have something to say, questions to ask us, maybe we said something that you don't agree with, leave a comment in our on one of our social media pages, and we'd be more than happy to answer. And we'll do our best to bring you more factual information. Tune in to our next podcast where we'll be discovering, or excuse me, discussing the governor, the attorney general, and the court of appeals. And the um, lieutenant governor. And lieutenant, very important, yes. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, and don't forget to run your city and do your work.